1: Vince, ready to do some rapid fire? Please. Let's bring it on. Please. All right. And of course, you can always still bring more questions as we're going through rapid fire. But we will start off with some of our own. Scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence in this potential Jared Parker, Gino Goduli offensive coordinator, quarterback, coach combo?
2: I mean, they've got the deck stacked in their favor at the moment with the roster and with the talent that is there with the quarterback that's there with two all American caliber tackles and the running back room. I mean, the deck is stacked in their favor, right? And so the potential is high. Like, so your question is what's your confidence in the potential potential is like a nine.
1: Well, no, 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 no. They haven't been hired to these positions yet. I'm just saying,
2: Oh, that they're going to get hired.
1: Right. No, 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 no. not that they're going to get hired. It's, (laughs) it's not signed on the dotted line right now, Vince. So it's a potential. Oh,
2: I see what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) My, my confidence level is like a, an eight. I I will say an eight, but a lot of that has to do with, because what the roster looks like that they're walking in the door, just like, oh man, we got weapons. Like, let's go. It's not a situation where the entire staff is new. you got to learn everybody. You've got to figure out what you have, maybe hit the transfer portal, like all those different things. Like It's an eight because they've got a heck of a roster to work with. And then the little bits and pieces that I've gotten about what Jared Parker's belief system is and the offense that he wants to run, I think fits this group very, very well. And I think it's more of a college style. So I like that. So I think the potential is really good. I, I like it. So I'm going to go eight.
1: And the college style is is more what I'm looking for. You know, like like you turn on the TV on Saturdays and you see what are obviously college offenses and they are geared toward college athletes and college quarterbacks. And that means sometimes you have to simplify some things so that you have these really good athletes coming out of high school who can jump in and play, because we see, you know, we see a lot of freshmen all over the country playing, whether it's wide receiver or running back, whatever it happens to be. We haven't always seen that here at Notre Dame. So I like that. I'm still in, I think, the seven range. I'm not yeah. quite as excited as you, just because, you know, again, look, this is a relatively inexperienced play caller, a guy who has called plays in Parker, but he did it with someone else's offense. So, like, he can talk about theories and you know, all these different things. We have to see what this looks like when it comes together. You know, this this is not a guy with a couple decades of experience like they were ready to hire. Uh, so, that, you know, so that's a question for me. I You know, this good dually, like seems like, you know, again, like yeah. when you look at, at what he did with Desmond Ritter, this is a big part of it. the The, the quarterback coach, and that was high on my list when we were talking about candidates last sure. week is is someone who can develop the quarterback so I, I definitely like that I, and I, I think that there is a lot of potential but I think as a couple of other people have already said it is still potential there's there's just very little that we know about tangible tangibly about what it's going to look like
2: and that's scary right it's scary because this team as a as a whole has a lot of potential for what they could do in 23 and 24 and you're sticking a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations on an offensive coordinator with one-year experience and a quarterback's coach who does have a ton of experience. So it's going to be interesting. But again, if you're Marcus Freeman, he trusts those guys explicitly. And I think that goes a long way.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred remember, needs to take Simmer down a little bit. He's
2: he's approaching jabroni status. Simmer
1: down. Yeah, that's right. You're 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 getting up there, Fred. We get it. You know, like Marcus Freeman is still an inexperienced head coach. He has one year on the job. I wouldn't call him in over his head because there are a lot right. of things that he is well above yes. water on. And I think the way that he is he is adapted on the fly to try to handle this situation. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, Marcus Freeman. Marcus away.
2: Freeman is playing the hand that he is dealt, right? And the hand he was dealt was go after this guy. You can have him if you can get him to come. He did everything under his – everything that he could do to get him there. Then he was told no. He pivoted immediately and moved on to the next and, thing.
1: You know, a big part of this as well is like Marcus Freeman has jumped from, – from day one he jumped in with both feet at Notre Dame and he bought into everything that Notre Dame is. And he hasn't made excuses for anything, whether it's recruiting or, you know, like the NIL, you know, none of this stuff, there've been no excuses for anything. And as we've talked about all along, he's been willing to look internally and, uh, you know, over the course yeah. of the season, he adapted on the fly. And again, this is a first time head coach. And that was going to be the biggest question with him He's still a first-time head coach. How is he going to handle all these things, especially on game day? Sure. That you don't have to handle when you are even as a as a coordinator, you don't have to handle them. As the head coach, the buck stops with you. You're the ultimate sure. decision maker on everything. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But he's adapted on the fly, and he keeps doing that. And you know, he's not going to make excuses. And he's again, he's pushing his chips to the table with this decision. You know, with this with this Parker. Specifically, and again, bringing in what what seems like a pretty good quarterback coach in Gaduli to go along with him, but it's all on him right now. It's sink or swim with him, and I think that he absolutely knows that.
2: I I believe that you know I was I was de- genuinely you know not worried, but you know Parker wasn't my first choice, obviously. But I think bringing in Gaduli and his experience softens that blow for me and it makes me more optimistic about what this duo can do with this offense, for sure.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
3: I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AGI a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support system, but I hate taking pills. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, which is helping me kick my sugar addiction. In the morning before I get to work, I like getting something healthy in my body. And with AG1, I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It's very important for me to get my day started off with something healthy. But with my schedule, it's hard to prepare healthy meals. AG1 is a very quick way to pack my body with all that I need to jumpstart my day in a very healthy way. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing every morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. Win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Irish. That's athleticgreens.com slash Irish. Check it out.
1: I want to go back to Fred here because he's saying, Freeman didn't jump in with both feet an offense. Now that weakness in his coaching. He didn't resume. have a choice. That's and that's they hired the the offensive coordinator before they hired the head coach. And again, right. like going back to what, you know, the analogy we were making between Jack Swarbrick and Jerry Jones, that is a very Jerry Jones thing. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to keep Kellen Moore on, even though we fired everybody else on the staff. But I want to keep Kellen Moore around because he might be a head coach one day. You know, those yeah. kind of things. And that's like a very Swarbrick thing or a very Jerry Jones thing that Swarbrick did. And, you know, like, could Marcus Freeman have been more involved in the offense? Probably. But at the same time, as a defensive coach who is a first-time head coach, he didn't come in and try to micromanage a guy who was obviously handpicked by the athletic director to begin with. You know, there's like, again, I think that there was some tension there that was showing up, you know? Yep. completely
2: agree yeah
1: all right so our next question when we had the chance to speak with notre dame's defensive newcomers last week i asked preston zinter freshman linebacker about what the plans are for him this spring and here's what zinter had to say quote right now coach golden is telling us to learn all the positions all the three linebacker positions mike will and rover so we've been studying all those kinds of positions but there's been some talk about, like, on heavier downs where I might get moved up on the line if there's a five-man front and all that kind of stuff. But right now, I'll be focusing on all three linebacker positions. End quote. Now, Brian, after I after we put this out, he put it up on the board. I think late. I guess well, we talked to him Friday, so we put it out over the weekend. This was something that I meant to bring up the other day, but we've had a you know a few things going on. So I'm curious <laughs> what you think about. These freshman linebackers learning all three linebacker positions coming in the door, Vince.
2: So remember how I said that I was intrigued by the fact that Jared Parker is more worried about fundamentals and not knowing the entire playbook and how that's more of a college-oriented scheme than how excited I was? Mm -hmm. That should tell you how I feel about this particular situation because I don't need these guys to be masters of everything. I, I don't, I, that's not necessary. They're freshmen. Pick a position, let them learn that position. As they get older, let them branch out a little bit. That's fine. But trying to throw all of that terminology, all of that understanding at freshmen when they first show up, I think that's a huge mistake. It's a very NFL mentality. That is not a a college mentality. Those are for people who's Full-time job it is to be a football player, and there's no restrictions on time and all of that. You can practice 24 hours a day if you want to, right? College you're limited to 20 hours a week during the season. This is not what you need to be doing with income. Early enrollee, incoming freshmen. too much,
1: right? See, Stymie likes it. He says it's great. It helps to learn everyone's responsibility. To not me, 17. It's to me as an early enrollee going into your first spring. They should say okay zinter you're you know a mike you know bowen you know whatever these guys whatever they see them as focus on one thing this spring once they learn that and they are competent at that okay now we're going into fall training camp maybe you can start cross-training at the will a little bit more and especially all three because you know, it's like, I, I get that they want to, you know, have some flexibility and, and different stuff like that. But it's just, to me, it's too much for, as you said, the, these are guys who should still be in high school right now. Freshmen, right. early enrollees. It's too much to put on their plate right away to have them learning three positions. Let them learn one, get good at it. And then once you deem them competent at that one position, then you add the second. And then maybe by next spring, the third if you feel like it because you know all these guys have different body types not all of them are even going to be able to play rover like why why even mess with that
2: yeah it's too much it's just too much and it's not again it's an nfl mentality because in an nfl you're restricted to how many guys you can have dressed and you know how many guys can contribute that is not the case at notre dame or any other college for that matter you can dress a hundred guys You don't need them all to know every position. It's ridiculous. That's right.
1: And I agree with this, Heath. Maybe that's why the linebackers are struggling. I agree with that. David asks, do you know if Watt gets promoted to O-line coach? Are they still searching for candidates? I like the Bart Miller from Illinois as a candidate. I don't know much about the Bart Miller, but... (laughs) (laughs) I have Have you heard anything O-line-wise? It's really it's been very quiet along that front.
2: It has been extremely quiet O-line-wise because as of 24 hours ago, Ludwig was going to bring his own offensive line coach. So I think they're kind of starting from ground zero when it comes from the when it comes to the offensive line coach. I think Chris Watt will be a candidate, but I don't, you know, he's not going to be just given the job. And I, I don't I don't feel like that is. I don't feel like that's the way to go immediately. Now, maybe he rises to the top. You know, the cream rises to the top, right? Maybe he is the best candidate for the job. But I don't think just handing it over is what they're planning on doing. Because if they were, when Harry retired, it would all have been part of the same announcement. Right. Because Watt is a Harry guy. And it would have right. been like, Harry hestan retires, Chris Watt to take over. So they're obviously looking at other candidates. Although I do think Chris Watt is a candidate.
1: Right. I would agree with that as well and based on everything you know he did give up a an, you know an actual position to come up here and and be on the staff and and work sure. under Harry Freeman or Harry Freeman Harry again <laughs> I think they all thought it was going going to uh, last more than one year mm-hmm. so I mean based on everything that we know about him and considering who he worked with I think that he would be he's he's a really solid choice. You know, again, like, are they going to look for someone with more experience? What do they think of of his teaching ability? All those different things. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Vince, Justin Field, Fields, forgot the S, says that he wants to be in the loop for what the Chicago Bears plan to do with the number one pick in the draft. Do you buy or sell Justin Fields needs to be in the loop on the Bears draft plans for that pick?
2: so obviously i'm a bears fan and yes. i i'm not as, getting
1: asked this question
2: no i get it i'm just putting it out there for everybody else in case there's people in here that don't know okay uh i i it depends on what in the loop means okay if it just means you know hey we're thinking about taking this guy just letting him know okay i have no problem with that let him know right. okay cool if they're asking his opinion Right. That's where I have a problem.
1: That's what I was gonna say. It's another it's one thing to say, right. hey, here's here's what we're probably gonna do. It's another thing to say, hey, what do you yeah. think we should do? Yeah. Correct.
2: Yeah, I'm not, and if I did ask him that question as the GM, it's kind of going in one ear and out the other. You know, maybe I do that to placate my quarterback, you know, that kind of a thing. He has no say in who we're picking number one.
1: None. Yeah, none. I don't think I don't think Bill Belichick was bouncing draft pick <laughs> ideas off Tom Brady very often. Right, you know, right. Like, even Tom Brady didn't get that luxury. And I don't think that there's, like, Justin Fields, if I was going to look at the current quarterbacks in the NFL who would probably deserve that, you know, what you know, Aaron Rodgers was talking about a couple of years ago, and he and Gutenkoost right. kind of got together and they had at least more conversations about what were going on. I would probably put Aaron Rodgers... In there, I would put Patrick Mahomes in there, like guys who have won some Super Bowls. I would give them consideration. Anybody else? Probably not. You know, he's
2: sorry. No, yeah, no, he hasn't done anything to earn that right at all. And again, if I'm the GM, I don't care if I've got Tom Brady as my quarterback. Again, I'll hey, what do you think? We'll have a we'll have coffee. We have coffee. We'll talk about it but that's right. It's not like he's going to be in the draft room sitting next to me, you know, checking guys off. Like that that's not so you can be in the loop. I'll let you know what we're thinking about, but that's about it. That's,
1: that's exactly it. right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Okay, let me see. What's our next question here? Fill in the blank. It's blank. The Super Bowl had more than 113 million viewers.
2: Not surprising. It's a, it's the number one TV show every single year in America outside of the world cup. I know so many people had, you know, 113 million versus 4 billion. Okay. Great. Got it. It's called American football for a reason. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. It's a big number, but it was a good game. Like it kept people involved all the way to the end. And so you're going to get good viewership that way. So I, I think it's absolutely appropriate and not surprising in any way.
1: Derek says fake news. Okay, whatever. It's about I mean it's about <sighs> a third of the population of the United States. And it's like you're saying, what are you doing if you're not watching the Super Bowl? You know, mm-hmm. like do we do we really have that many people here who weren't watching the Super Bowl Sunday night? It's like it's 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 what you're supposed to be doing. It's the Super Bowl, <laughs> after all. It's like I just I always wonder what those people like two-thirds of the country. When I was driving home, I talked about the fact that, like, I got home just in time for the game to start. There were very few people on the streets when I was driving home from Purcell Pavilion the other night. It's like, man, Super Bowl night, (laughs) you know? So,
2: well, and I I saw somebody post uh, on social media somewhere like, "If you're not watching the Super Bowl, now's a great time to go grocery shopping because the aisles will be completely open. There's not going to be anybody there." You can drive in and out, have no problems. So I'm sure that that's true.
1: Yeah. Brian said he boycotted because he's a Bengals fan. Many Bengals fans boycotted. Okay, I mean, I enough. can see that. You know, you lost fair in the enough. AFC championship game. Like, I mean, if I boycotted, I wouldn't have watched a Super Bowl for like the last going on 27 years.
2: <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> so, Vince, pitchers and catchers reported. Oh today and as I saw somebody bring up Notre Dame baseball starts this weekend but I've got a major league baseball question for you they're gonna keep this runner at second base in extra innings going forward do you buy or sell that
2: I couldn't sell this more (laughs) I this is the worst rule ever I hate 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 this rule it's it's not real It, it putting a guy at second base like I don't I don't understand. I understand why they're doing it. It's it's the whole time thing, right? They want to speed it up. They don't want to have extra innings, blah, 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 blah.
1: Use as few pitchers as possible and all that.
2: Absolutely hate it. That's not real baseball. It changes your strategy big time. Why teams don't just sacrifice bunt the guy from second to third on the first out and then just hit a fly ball is absolutely beyond me. And right. I realize it's difficult to hit a fly ball. Okay, whatever, fine. But that's what you should do every single time. You're gonna get a runner in scoring position with one out every single time. And if you don't, if you're if every player in your lineup doesn't know how to bunt, then that's on you as a coach.
1: That's right. Um, you know, I was really not in on this initially when they when they started doing it. They did it during they started this during that the pandemic shortened season right and all that I guess what was that the summer of 2020 is when they started doing it and and they've kept it and it's kind of like I I get it to an extent you know because like in hockey and in soccer for that matter you have shootouts but like you know like in hockey you have the shootout during the regular season but once you get to the postseason the runner you know like the shootout goes away, and it's just like overtime after overtime after overtime. And it's really the even, same. Uh,
2: I didn't even know that about hockey.
1: Yeah. So, so I mean, it's... And soccer, it's the they don't do shootouts.
2: People. Soccer, they don't do shootouts unless it's an elimination-type game. Right. They just play the extra overtime, and if it's a tie, it's a tie. So, I would rather have a freaking tie than have runners on second base. <laughs> Sorry.
1: yeah, I just... Like the, the the marathon games, which is what they're trying to cut down on, I, I'm I'm fine with that because baseball has become you know, and it's like you get you do get more action pretty quickly once you get to extra yeah. innings by having this runner on base. And, I mean, that's honestly something that baseball is is lacking. Obviously, you know, I'll, I'd be shocked if within ten years they're not going. Whoa, what about when the fifth inning rolls around? We put the runner out there at second base just to generate some action, you know. But uh, so I'm I'm not as down on this as I initially was because I get you know again it's like it's it, I love baseball you love baseball it gets harder to watch baseball games all the time because of the lack of action so I have no problem with trying to cut down on these marathon games speed things up once they get to extra innings and and all that kind of stuff so I'm not I'm not completely anti the runner in extra. I get it.
2: I get where you're coming from, but I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I just don't like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jason said home run derby for overtime. And I think they've <laughs> tried that in minor league baseball before. Have they really? Yeah. That's funny. Because that's
2: not real baseball either. That, I mean, home run derby, you completely change your swing. Like, that, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that either.
1: You ready? Showtime. So Vince, we haven't talked about the quantum leap reboot know. in a while. Are you are you in on this? Are you out on it? Where where are you with the quantum leap right now?
2: I'm all caught up. I've watched every episode. I have never watched an episode live. I always watch it after the fact. Yeah. But I am Me all too. caught up and I have to say, I'm I'm digging the intrigue. What what I like the most about the, the current quantum leap. I think I like the stories of the actual leaps. Better in the old one, okay. Okay, but I will say that the storyline outside of the leap, everything that's going on, kind of behind the scenes in the lab
1: or whatever that is, right? Yeah,
2: I dig that. That like that's a new thing, and you didn't really
1: get that in the original. No,
2: you didn't get that at all. You never saw behind the curtain ever, and so I kind of dig that part. And I agree with Irish Shy Town. There's no Scott Bakula, and that is a problem. It's a huge problem. That they should have figured out before they started doing this. 100% agree with that.
1: If they make it to season two, it'd be awesome if they could hey,
2: like Lori have a couple
1: times where they like
2: cross paths or something. There is huh? a season two. It's happening.
1: Oh really? Yeah. I didn't even know that.
2: Yes, I'm. So, surprised. I just. I know remember
1: that show, Timeless, that we both used to watch. a yeah. few years Back. See, I, I, I was much more in on that show than I am. Sure. On this, this quantum leap. I think my favorite episode of the of the Quantum Leap reboot was a couple weeks ago when they were in that nuclear
2: um, yeah. plant,
1: and he like he was like he stuck in this loop, and he kept for going a while, and he leaped to into person. like every person who was in the room. That that's been my favorite episode, I think so far.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I started the
1: watching one. the basketball episode a couple weeks ago, and I, I didn't. It, it wasn't appealing to me right away.
2: Me neither. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, It just got... I hate to say this, and I don't want to offend anybody. That's not my goal. It got too political. No matter what side you
1: fall on. And that's what, as soon as it started, I'm like, uh, do I really want to watch this? Like,
2: Yeah, exactly. It's too political. I I just... I didn't. I don't like it when the shows I watch get too political, unless I'm watching like West Wing and it's supposed to be political. You know right. what I mean, or, or, right. or Madam President, or something like that. Like, no, keep the politics and the that, that stuff out of it. I just want to be entertained. And it felt way too political in that particular yeah. episode. And did I, they do an I episode this week? They did not. There's going to be one I next think week. So. On
1: like, I 20th. didn't see anything new in my. I looked it up.
2: Because when I saw your questions, I was like, crap, I didn't watch the one from Monday. And, <laughs> and
1: you're like, there out, is no need Monday. You
2: because there wasn't one. So I was like, whoo. But yeah, there's another one coming out on Monday. And these are the extended ones because they ordered like six new episodes after like the first three. Oh, really? Which, yeah, which I okay. thought was interesting. So these well, now- Knowing
1: that there's a season two already ordered, yeah. I hope they find a way to incorporate Scott Bakula. Like he'll- I hope so, I heard too. that he didn't want to do it. Initially, yeah. it would be then cool if they could like run enough. into each other, you know, yeah. like Bacula's still out there leaping 30 years later, mm. you know, that kind of stuff. Did,
2: they didn't try hard enough if he didn't want to be a part of it. That's what I yeah. say. You, you didn't, you didn't recruit him hard enough if he said no.
1: I agree. I agree. All right. Well, a lot of good questions tonight. Appreciate it. As always, we've yeah. uh, you know we've got uh,
2: lots to talk about.
1: New storyline to talk about—that's for lots sure. To talk about that's right. Offensive line coach is next. We'll be back on Friday. We won't be here tomorrow. I've got a women's basketball game tomorrow. Notre Dame and Louisville. So uh, we've got that coming up, and uh, we'll be back for the Friday rapid fire with uh, Jesse Vince and I. So. Um, I don't know if Chance is serious about this, but just real quick, will Parker be the O line coach? <laughs> they still still have no. to hire an O line coach. No,
2: so. and 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 Brian has put out a story that you know Jared Parker is going to be the OC. So if he put it out, then we can say it that he's going to be the OC. That's the plan. So they got their quarterback coach, they got their offensive coordinator. Now they just need to find an offensive line coach.
1: Right. Complete the staff and yep. move on. Spring practice is just around the corner. Yep. When you think about it. No doubt. All right. Smash the like button if you would on your way out. We definitely appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a, uh, leave us a uh, review, comment on your podcast platforms. And in the meantime, we'll talk to you Friday on Abbey Nation Sports talk.